0: Restaurants Unstoppable, episode
1: 51. Welcome to restaurantunstoppable.com. Listen to successful restaurant professionals as they discuss the tools, tactics, and services they use to better lead, manage, and market their restaurants. Join our community and make your restaurant dreams unstoppable. Here's your host. Eric
0: Cacciatore. Yo, what's going on, all you unstoppable restaurant professionals? It's me, your host, Eric Cacciatore, and this is the podcast for personal growth in the restaurant industry, and we do that by listening to the stories of some of the industry's most successful restaurant professionals, and we take their advice, their mentorship, and we apply it in our own lives. We have a great show today, and it's a first for Restaurant Unstoppable. Two butchers on the show, uh, they have a great story, and it's truly a great example of what happens when you're persistent, refuse to quit, uh, and just stick with your gut instinct to do what you believe uh, is going to be successful, and uh, you know, you'll know, you hear the story before I hit play. I... Don't need to remind you, but I'm going to anyway, to uh, please connect with me. You know where I'm at. It's 2014. If it's a social media platform, I'm likely on it, and I would love to hear what you have to say about the show. Who you want to hear from, who you admire, who you think would be a great contribution to uh, this mission of getting the mentors that are in our industry on audio, recorded, telling their stories of what it takes to be successful. Uh, Let me know who you think is a great person for the show and I'll go get them. And uh, tell me your pain points. Tell me where your struggles are and what you have questions about. Um, What's new in the industry that you might not understand? And I will do everything humanly possible to get the answers for you. Uh, All you have to do is ask. So with that said, enjoy today's show. Here it is. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's two guests, Chris Carter and James Peisker. Are you two gentlemen ready to drop some bombs of knowledge that are going to make all of our dreams just a little bit more unstoppable? Absolutely. I can't wait. So I'm just going to give a quick introduction and pass it over to you guys to elaborate. Business partners James Peisker and Chris Carter are the founders of Local Eats LLC based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Today we'll be talking about their crown jewel, Porter Road Butcher Shop. Porter Road and its people have been recognized by Bon Appetit, Forbes Magazine, First We Feast, and The Tennessean. Just to name a few. So, I gave a quick introduction, guys. I'm going to pass it over to you. Uh, Tell us a little more.
1: Well, Chris and I met four years ago, about four, four and a half years ago, working at a restaurant on the line. He was the meat cook. I was the fish cook. We decided we were destined for bigger and better things. All right. Uh, One day, decided that we were going to move on and open a restaurant. So, we opened a catering company trying to make money for our restaurant. Then we decided we couldn't find local quality meats, so we decided we were going to open a butcher shop to raise money for our restaurant. Now we own two butcher shops uh, and still zero restaurants.
0: So, if, are you? What's what's the next step? Do you look to open that restaurant? Are are you? Have you just made your butcher shop into your restaurant? So it seems like that's what you guys have done. I mean, what we have
2: in the uh, the second location here is we do breakfast five days a week and we did lunch five days a week. Uh, the main purpose for that right now is just complete utilization of our product. I mean, i mean I'm not saying a restaurant's not somewhere down the road, but I, it's not anything that we're looking at right away. I mean, it, we, we still
1: got to have fun and flexible. Yeah, yeah. our- muscle we do catering from time to time uh chris and i like to do special events we just finished up doing the uh, nashville hot chicken festival where we made our own hot chicken hot dog battered it in a sweet batter deep fried it so we made a hot chicken corn dog that's awesome (laughs) dip with spicy mustard so we still get to cook we still get to have fun it just usually is very meat centric
0: well, uh, you guys are my first, I would say, art, artisanal niche or niche, whatever you want to call it, being a butcher shop. I just, I, I like your backstory. I like that you guys are so young and so successful. So I just had a feeling you'd have some great stuff to share with us today. So if you guys are all set, I'll move on to the first question. And uh, that first question is... Um, it's more of a, a mantra that you guys use in your restaurant or your uh, butcher shop, uh, that you kind of live by, or maybe it's a success quote that you kind of use or spit back and forth between each other and your teammates.
1: I feel like we have a few of them that we say a lot. We usually tell our guys that we don't ask a lot out of you. We just want you to be perfect. <laughs> That's one of the things we say. And one of my favorite quotes to live by is by the ever knowing Ricky Bobby, where if you're not first, you're last. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me that's really important to always strive for perfection always strive to be first you're not always going to make it but if you're trying and that's your ultimate goal you're going to be damn close
0: absolutely what's the point of doing it if you're not the best at what you do so i mean i love that attitude it seems to have worked you guys are doing great things and it's only just the beginning so uh did you want to add anything to that chris i mean i don't think that you're Locked into one.
2: I mean, I think that changes depending on the situation. Uh, so I mean, not really,
0: not a day to day. All right. Month, so. All right, cool. We'll move on to the next question. So, what? What's your if after? What personal characteristics do you say you possess that contribute to your success? You mean awesome? <laughs> yeah, man, that's a great answer. If you want to go with <laughs> awesome, that's that's perfectly fine. I think I think what Chris
1: and I do is we always try to be the hardest working person in the room yeah we always try to lead by example um, to us it's very important that everybody keeps their head down works hard and uh the the leading by example and really motivating people in that way is important to us
0: awesome, awesome. um and i just wanted to add um just from uh, doing some research looking at you guys um, your website, for example. I love how you give recognition to everybody who's part of your team. It's not just the, the Chris and James show. It's, a, it's the, the whole team. It's everybody that has anything to do with the success or that contributes to your success. And I just think that's really cool. Uh, if you want to touch upon it, maybe some of the other the teamwork that you guys possess there?
2: I, I mean, that's, that's extremely important what we do here. Uh, we, everybody, I mean, even if it's a new hire, we tell you you're part of the family now. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody has to carry their own weight um, it's like the mafia yeah not not a <laughs> lot of people I mean right now we're doing an interview from the back of a butcher shop so it is a lot like the mafia but yeah <laughs> uh, everybody nobody really comes into the shop knowing exactly what their position is mm-hmm. we've had very few people where we've been able to hire somebody and be like alright this is your position everybody that comes to work for us for the most part has been trained to do things the way we want to do them um it's you know you kind of fall into place. You either become a sausage maker, you become somebody who's good on the case. You become somebody who dices meat and then learns how to cut it. Uh, you know it's, it's 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 very important for us and everybody has their own role to play. And I think acknowledging them on the website kind of gives a consumer the ability to you know everybody goes to a website for the most part before they go in anywhere.
0: Absolutely, yeah. It
2: gives them you know it gives the consumer kind of a, a way to. Get to know everybody before coming in And we've actually had people come in and call everybody by the name On their first time into the shop
0: That's awesome yeah, I, know I, just, I wanted to point it out because you know what you're saying is so important and so true. Your your website is your first impression, and what you want to do is create those relationships. Uh, we're in the we're in the industry of relationships and creating experiences, and if you can get that going from the very first, you know, from the very beginning when they first look at your website, you're going to be one step ahead. Um, so it's just you know I was I wanted to make an example of you, um, what you guys do there. It's just really great, and I can pick up on the family atmosphere and the family attitude you guys have. So uh, kudos. The people that
1: work for us are our family members. We see them more than our family.
0: Yep. Uh,
1: we require a stage before anybody gets hired of three days okay. simply because you are going to be with this person. So say you're a meat cutter, you're going to be standing next to those meat cutters for at least 40 hours a week, and you're going to have to enjoy their company. You're going to have to be with them. Uh our customers are kind of the same way. They're an extended part of our family. They're our cousins, our aunts, our uncles, because we see them once, twice a week. Maybe not every day like we do with our regular family members, but we see them very often. So we create this giant community that's very important to us. And when Sally walks in, I say, hey, Sally, how was that pork roast from last week? I know exactly how it was. How did those hot dogs turn out for your kid's soccer game? That's awesome. To us, it's important to have that relationship because what we're doing is trying to create something that isn't there. People are used to going to the supermarket to buy meat in a cellophane wrapped package that they don't understand. We're creating a community, we're creating a story, and to us, it's very important that all of us are in it together.
0: That's so great, and it's one of the things I love about the show is capturing people like you to. Who, uh, for them, it's more than just a job, it's it's a, it's a community, it's a, a passion, it's a lifestyle, and it's um, all the work you do goes right back into your community and you're building on those relationships. So it's just really cool to hear these stories. And now, while we're on the topic of stories, um, your favorite restaurant experience is story. So, share with us one of your stories. It could be an aha moment, maybe a self actualization moment. Or maybe it's just a funny-ass story that you remember and you got it brings you guys back to um, why you're doing this in the first place. So can you think of a story between the two of you um, that you'd like to share with the audience um, just about, you know, what it is about this industry um, that just does it for you? Chris
2: is
1: hilarious. <laughs> I'm coming off that way right now, huh? <laughs> yeah, I can't think of a fun antic, but
2: aha uh-huh moment story. To-
1: to me, and I know for Chris, it's kind of the same way. Every time we go out to dinner, every time we go out to eat, to us, it's really important to appreciate what you're doing. Whether you're at a dive bar eating some kind of fried snack, you're at a very fine dining dinner, there's something you can take out of every experience when you go to a restaurant. Uh, whether you know it's the people you're with, the service you have, the food you have, the atmosphere, I feel like as culinarians we're constantly learning we're constantly growing and we really need to take everything out of every moment that we do uh, and learn from it
0: um, so kind of we already touched upon this uh, in the industry you know obviously we need to know our food we need to know how to cook we need you know we need the service but to take it a step further what really separates those really great restaurants and those great uh, eateries uh, is being hospitable and having that uh, you know hospitality mentality uh, so and I can already pick up on it from what you've said so far about having those relationships. Can you think of a time um, where you saw one of your team members, or maybe one of, the, one of the two of you, went the extra mile to show that hospitality, that warmth, that um, generosity to one of your community members?
2: Uh, I mean, honestly, we do that. That is a requirement every
1: day here. Yeah, we order, do it every day. I mean, I've done that, I've, we've gone as far as like. Driving you know, mean, something to somebody's house that we forgot to give them.
2: I mean, went, I went and cut a head off of a pig for a guy because uh, so, he couldn't fit it into his china box before his pig rose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, sounds, that sounds like a funny-ass story right there. Do you want to bring us to that moment? Yeah, I did.
1: That was a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right,
0: give it to me. Let's, let's hear so the story.
1: Sold, he, wanted, he wanted a hog for his wife's birthday for a hog roast okay. He was a good customer of ours at that point. Wanted a whole hog. So we obliged We don't normally sell whole hogs Because it's a pain in the ass Yeah. Because um, of stories like this Because of stories like this <laughs> We proceeded to sell him this hog It was a 100 pound hog You know, pretty average size for a hog roast And Chris proceeded to butterfly it for him Get it all packed up Doing one as far as seasoning it Yeah, fucking him. brine
2: the thing Yeah, he days. brined
1: the goddamn thing Which is quite a feat for a 100 pound hog
0: Yeah, it sounds
1: like um, a of work. Um, so we take it, we brine it, we get it. He, he gets away, and he goes to take it home to roast it. Little did we know that his party was in about 10 hours. He said his china box took six hours to make it. I told him he was out of his mind. <laughs> which he is. Which he is, and we learned. <laughs> that. So he gets back to his house, and about two hours later, he calls us and says, I can't fit this thing into my china box. Chris grabs a handsaw. I go over to his house. All of his guests
2: have already started to arrive, and I'm like, oh, "Where's the Where's the pig?" He's had it sitting out on a table since he got it from
1: us outside. Things
2: warm, warm. As sitting can be. out
1: in sunlight, getting hot as could be, just cooking away, but not in the way you want it to be cooking.
0: I mean, slow cook is good, but I don't know if that's that's a little too slow.
1: Yeah. So with all of <laughs> his drunk friends
2: around. I uh, start to saw off the head to see if we can fit it. It still won't fit. The guy had, like, the china box he had must have been for, like, a guinea pig. Because it wasn't for, like, an actual pig. Uh, We had to chop the legs off of it, the head off of it, then finally ended up sawing the whole thing in half. (laughs) So he put half of it in there. And
1: this is with a sun-hot pig. So the thing's slippery as could be. Starting to smell a little off because it's just been baking in the sun. Oh man! And he threw it in a china box, and yeah, I mean, it was just a disaster. He the said thing. they ate it like two in the morning. Was when it was finally ready, and I think the dude is still eating on it two and a half years later. He's
0: still. <laughs> Oh man! Well, you know that's you know congratulations because I don't think uh, I would have ever expected somebody sharing a story of hospitality or relating to hospitality that would incorporate cutting the head off of a pig. So uh, (laughs) kudos to you guys on that. Um, But you You know,
1: when you walk into our store, hospitality is the utmost important to us. Everybody's required to say hello. How are you doing? uh, Ask if they need help. To us, it's very important. For that hospitality, for that customer service, because butcher shops have not been not been around for a couple of decades. So yeah. it's important for us to people, people to feel welcome into the butcher shop, and it's also important for us for people to feel like they're being taken care of by a family member. And Absolutely. that they once again are part of that family. Exactly,
0: you know, and you you guys say you know it was a pain in the ass. But the truth of the matter is, is when you come up to these opportunities, and you're, you're a perfect example of that, when you have a, something that's going to be a pain in the ass, that's your opportunity to shine. When, it's when you have those pain in the ass moments to really go above and beyond and to do what's not called of you to provide that outstanding service. And I'm sure this guy talks about you all the time to his friends, about how you came to his house and saw the head off of this pig, and then the legs off, and then cut it in half. But you went there and you did all this extra stuff, and those are the things that create stories. Um, and those stories are what's going to bring you business for years to come so um, I mean great example thank you so much for sharing it and uh, uh, I mean we can learn so much just from that as silly as it is you know that's a great great example so so uh, let's talk about your biggest challenge what was your biggest challenge getting started um, and if you can't think of a, a challenge you have then what is your current challenge that you're currently you know, going against right now that's a two-sided question
1: because we had challenges and we still have challenges and the all right, let's
0: start with the past. What was one of the challenges you guys had when you were getting started? Uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think money was a big
1: one. Sourcing was a problem, too. When we first went up to people and told them we were going to open a whole animal butcher shop and we went to farmer's markets to find farms and things like that, we told them that, hey, we want to come in and buy a whole animal from you. I want to buy a whole cow uncut up. I want to buy a whole pig uncut up. People thought we were bad shit. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah people don't do that. And I said, I know, that's why we want to do that.
2: A lot of them had already heard that side before. We had uh, a guy who ran through our part of the country telling a lot of the Amish that he was going to uh, buy all of their cattle and had all of them raise, or not cattle, pigs, and had them all raising pigs for him. And uh, basically came through, took the pigs, and never wrote any checks. Oh, man. Uh, let, left a lot of the Amish very weary of talking to what they call us Englishmen. Uh,
0: yeah,
2: and uh, actually, we have every single one of our pigs are exclusively raised for us by an Amish guy, um, about an hour and away from uh, an hour away from the shop. And it took us better part of a year to form that relationship to where he would, you know, even trust us to be on his farm. And now, when we pull up, it's you know the mom the brothers the well the sisters so the whole down. damn
1: family coming out to say hello because every single one of them now works with the pigs so we basically have provided this whole entire family an income for awesome. extended family uh, and it's not just awesome because we do that they also raise the best damn pigs you will ever see and I will put that across anything in the country. They're, that's
2: awesome. They're hands down some of the – I mean, we get pigs through here that look like Wagyu beef.
1: Yeah, they're marbled all the way through, just beautiful, beautiful mouthwatering, delicious chops. One of our
2: best compliments is when somebody comes in and points at a, uh, a pork chop and they say, let me get one of those ribeyes. And then we have to tell
0: them that that's pork, not not beef. So – that's doesn't I mean that's just incredible. So I mean, it's, it just goes to show that it's so worth uh, making these relationships. And we talked about a little bit about hospitality, but I mean, enlightened hospitality isn't just being hospitable towards your guests. It's being hospitable towards your uh, employees, your guests, your community, and your suppliers and your investors. But this is a perfect example of that relationship that uh, being hospitable, having that great relationship with your supplier, just goes to pay off. Uh, not just for you for having the incredible products, but for this family that you're su- you 're supporting their entire family with your with your business and that has to be rewarding i don't, I don't want to get off topic uh, Share with us how you overcame that challenge. What do you think it was about this story this challenge and how, what was it that made you guys overcome it
2: um, i mean we wouldn 't have been able to overcome it without the popularity of the shop and You know the customer base that we formed, and the education we provided for our customers to understand what they're doing. I mean, we tell our customers on a regular basis that fifty percent of the cash that they spend in the store goes back to support a local family. That's so Uh, cool, uh, and that's a hundred percent true. The other
0: thirty percent of it goes to pay our employees employees. here. Yeah, yeah, and it just goes to show if you put other people first, you put the um, the community first. It always comes back around to um, support you. Um, so by taking care of others, you're taking care of yourself. And that's, and just, that's
1: what we do. always tell our farmers. Without them, there's no us. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work. If it doesn't work for you, it's just a really expensive hobby for yeah. both of
0: us. Well, thank you for sharing all that. I mean, it was just a great example um, of just, I mean, everything of what it, what it is, of what it, what it takes to be successful. But talk to us about the challenge. You said you had a challenge now. What's your challenge now? refrigeration (laughs) that's this
1: past month has been refrigeration uh i think generally speaking our biggest challenge is every day we educate the people that walk into our doors that's we constantly have to educate why real chicken costs five times as much as the stuff you get in the grocery store why you can't get it in the winter and And why you you can't get fresh chicken in the winter
0: (laughs) oh man how are you overcoming that challenge
1: Education every day, talking to our customers, talking to our neighbors, talking to our friends, talking to our families. It's constantly keeping that line of communication open, constantly teaching people the new things. And every time that some horror story comes out in the news about McDonald's putting sawdust in their burgers, to me, that's music to my ears. Mm -hmm. Because the truth is finally coming out about what this giant industry is doing and what they're feeding to people. And the fact is that real food should not cost four times as much as what we call food nowadays. It's just the fact of the matter is that the tables are not even. There is a definite skew towards the bad guys.
0: Yeah. You know, and all the reasons you're mentioning right now is exactly why I will not have a chain restaurant on my show. I've had people approach me. I'm like, sorry, I'm, I'm here. I'm a voice for the indie uh, the Indian restaurants, the people that have passion are, are here because they can't picture themselves doing anything else uh, than what their passion is. And it's not about the money. And you guys are here to prove that. It's not about the money. It's about you can't think of doing anything else. And this is what you know drives you. And it's being able to take care of families and to provide that service and hospitality, hospitality to your guests. And uh, it's just its so cool, and I, I, this is turning out to be a great interview. So uh, with that said, I'll move on to the next part of the uh, show, and that's what we call Knowledge Bombs. This is a little faster pace. It's going to go by a little quicker, and you're just going to drop some bombs of knowledge on us. Are you guys ready? We I, I think we can do this. Put on a helmet. <laughs> All right. Let's do it. So uh, the first question I have for you is on the topic of, of um, employee retention. So it's no... Uh, secret that employer retention in this industry is probably one of the biggest challenges. What advice do you have to find these great employees and then to keep them around?
2: Uh, like we said earlier, I mean, all of our employees are taught a skill here, and we often will lose an employee
1: to uh, a higher-paying restaurant of somebody who wants a skilled person. Yeah, what we try to do is we try to educate our employees. We try to empower them. We treat them like family. And we're always truthful and honest with them. I will never, ever, ever, neither will Chris, we will never lie to keep somebody around. And we have had a lot of ex-employees get burned because they went and followed that golden nugget. And we straight up told them there is no physical possible way. And
2: somebody's going to pay you $1,000 a week to bake bread for four hours a day. But (laughs) you're more than welcome to go try Uh, So to us, retention is really something that lies on our incredible employees. It's not anything on our part that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a very open door. You know, they're allowed to go as they want. But, you know, a lot of them stay here because they believe in what we're doing. And they're really, really
0: incredible people. No, and I just want to add, you guys are still so fresh. You're still so new to the industry. Uh, Only four years together, you said? You've known each other for four years now?
2: Yeah, James and I opened... uh, Porter Road Butcher after only knowing each other for
0: like eight months, ten months. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it, it just goes to show. I mean, you're, like I said, you're just still so new um, that what you're saying, uh, being truthful uh, and just uh, putting your employee first and just being honest with them, that's going to come back around to serve you, I'm sure. of it, And it's going to come in the form of when your your people go and they move on, they want to open their own butcher shop someplace else. Um, they're gonna find good people, and they're gonna refer them to you. And it's just a matter of uh, taking care of those people, Don't, like just like you take care of your uh, suppliers. It always comes back to, to serve you. We well, take a lot of pride in,
2: you know, uh, an employee that we've trained. You know, moving on to, you know, do bigger and better things.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Great. So uh, thanks for sharing that. Um, the next question I have for you is: What is uh, your best resource? Whether it be uh, a book, a uh, website or a magazine, it's something that kind of uh, was a, a tool that you use um, where you go to find information to stay up with the times. So maybe um, it's, it's a business book. Can you think of anything that you've read that you would suggest to our listeners?
1: For me, there's, there's so many different levels of it. And like I said earlier, you know, you just constantly have to learn from everything you do, whether it's dinner, whether it's talking with the old butcher at the slaughterhouse. Um, there's definitely a few good books that have guided me through what we've done here uh, The Art of Beef Cutting by Carrie Utterly is an amazing reference book um, she does great work with the uh, Beef Checkoff Council, she's a like fifth generation butcher, okay. very lovely lady um, and there's you know, there's lots of great butchering books out there um, 1404 has a great book uh, there's, there's lots of different resources and to me, it's really trying to utilize and take everything you can from all these different books. There's all, Every month, there's a new book coming out about this or that or the other thing. And to me, it's very important to always stay up. And the thing that drives me every day and that I love about the hospitality and restaurant industry is that there's always something new. You'll never know it all. There's always a different culture doing a different thing. There's always a new chef with a new method. And to Chris and I, constantly growing, constantly learning. To us, that's what makes it fun every single day. We can always tweak something, make it a little better. And if not, we can always find something else to do, like
0: making a hot chicken hot dog instead of a regular old hot dog. Awesome. Great advice, and it's so true. Um, to be successful, you really have to treat yourself like a student and be willing to, to constantly be learning because it's those people that are uh, that learn and constantly push themselves that uh, stay fresh and stay competitive. So that's kind of a perfect segue into my next question, which is uh, what is one innovation or who is one innovator that has your attention right now? And uh, what is that innovation or who is this person? What is it that they're doing? That's just has your attention. First and foremost, I know
1: one of both of ours biggest inspirations would be the man, the myth, the legend... Joel Self. Joel Salatin is... Sorry.
0: Don't worry about it.
1: This is Chris. <laughs> I think there's uh, many people that inspire us every day. Uh, there's different mentalities of what we look for, being that we are the bridge between farm and restaurants. Uh, we deal with so many different farmers. We deal with so many different outlets of food that we're inspired every day by people like Joel Soliton on the farming end that are really trying to make a difference and create a new way of farming not really a new way, bringing it back to the old way of farming Okay. and then we also have people like uh, Chef Thomas Keller who strives for that perfection in every single thing he does to us it's that that cross between being a chef, being a restaurateur being uh, somebody who's in it in the farming world not quite farmers but being inspired by so many different people is what makes us unique i think and I, I mean honestly i think that we're also inspired not only
2: by the great things that people do but i mean you know james and i have had a lot of letdowns throughout you know our experience and in running into people that we've looked up to and we've really you know we expected a certain level from them and and not gotten that i think that experiences like that are just as important as seeing people that are doing everything right and doing exactly what they're going to because we know what we want to do and we know what direction we're going and what our vision is and a lot of times whenever you meet that person that kind of lets you down it's a it's a kick but it's in a different it's coming from a different angle but it still sends you in the right direction
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to say that when I first started this podcast, I had originally only was after like, you know, celebrities and people who are well known in the industry. And I quickly learned that's not the direction to go. And it's um, not to say that you haven't accomplished anything, but people like you who are just truly passionate about it and aren't the celebrities but are, you know, celebrities within your own community and are just working hard and uh, doing the right things. And uh, we can just learn so much for people like you. And, uh, I mean, so just the point that you make, it's, yeah, it's right on. There's so much you can learn out there just from having these types of conversations. So uh, thanks for pointing that out. It's not the celebrities that always have the right answers, right? Right. Anything else you guys wanted to add to that before we move to the next question? No. All right. Um, so <laughs> so this next question here, um, I mean, there's so many new products and services coming into the industry every day, and this is uh, your opportunity to give a completely objective review on one of those products or services um, so somebody who's listening at home will know what is worth their investment or what's not worth their investment. So can you think of uh, one service or product, or maybe it's a gadget that you know has your sale of approval that you would recommend to anybody that's out in the industry? You go ahead.
1: I'll tell you mine first. Okay. They work together. My happiest moment was when we finally bought a circulator. All right. I came from traditionally. I was classically French trained, and then I experimented out, went into a modern American restaurant, stashed at a place places like WD fifty. Uh, so I went that route, and then I brought I was brought back to a more natural way of cooking. Now I am where I am. Okay. But to me, the circulator is something that is invaluable. It's so useful. You can create gold out of something that would be waste simply by being able to control that temperature, cooking it for a very long time. Like we just did a catering for 100 people for a very important event, and I was able to sous vide a Denver cut of beef, which can generally get tough, but it was the most meltingly delicious, medium-rare piece of meat because I cooked it at 130 degrees awesome. for two hours.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, believe it or not, you're the second person to mention that within a week. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. They're
1: magical. And we're a butcher shop, and we have circulators. That's how we make our deli meats. Uh, that's how we confit V things. It's just such a controlled method of cooking, and it makes the most delicious deli ham. You will ever have, you will never want to go to the deli counter. Turkey breast. We sous vide most of our deli meat, except for our roast beef, because it's called roast beef, so we roast that. (laughs) Uh, But other than that, it makes really delicious, juicy, succulent products. My my favorite uh,
2: piece of equipment in the entire shop is the back machine it sucks no
0: because it's
2: awesome (laughs) uh, it goes hand in hand with the sous vide i mean you can't do one
1: without the other
0: do you guys want to drop some uh brand names so we can uh i can link to these products for the people at home that are listening the ones that you guys would stand by the ones that work and good for you
1: polyscience is the circulator and all the all circulator we actually bought the the, professional the professional creative series it was 250 dollars. you can't beat it uh, it's really not I, a big investment for the product you're getting. Out. It's not, and it took us forever to buy one because I remember working at Niche in St. Louis. We had five of them, and we invested five thousand dollars in circulators. We bought it from Williams Sonoma, and it came with the vat. Yeah, it came with a little bucket to sous It That's came awesome. with the gold. It's perfect, and then the vac master. That's the vac machine.
0: The vac master. If anybody at home is interested in one of these two products we talked about on today's show, just go to www.restaurantunstoppable.com slash 51, and you're going to find the links to both of these products in the show notes. Uh, the next question I have for you guys, and we're getting close to the end, is uh, what's your best business advice for someone getting started in the industry?
2: I guess to have a clear vision and not kick yourself when that vision completely changes and goes a different direction. Uh, I mean, I think that James and I rewrote our business plan 15 times, depending on what location we were looking at, uh, you know, not try something new and, uh, I mean, shit, it's just not always going to work out. You, you you've got to have
1: a backup plan. Awesome. Great advice. Do you want to add anything to that James? Absolutely. Life is going to suck, and your refrigerators are going to break. Your farmers aren't going to bring in animals. Shit's going to happen. But really, all you can do is pick yourself up, work your ass off, keep your head up, and keep on trucking. And really, that's the only way that anybody could be good in business and stay afloat. You're a small fish in a very large pond, so you just got to keep on going. You can't stop.
0: Both incredible pieces of advice. Have vision and just keep on going. Um, I mean, those are just two huge pieces of advice to take to the bank and apply to everyday life. um, So thank you for sharing that with me. The last question I have for you guys is, um, is there one question I could have asked you uh, that you think would have brought more value to this podcast? And uh, what is that question? How many strongs does Chris have? (laughs) It's an unanswerable question. How
1: Um, many strongs does Chris have? Yeah. Yeah. I'll
2: I'll lift a lot of
1: weight. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, That wasn't a real answer. Okay. Uh, How many questions that you could have asked that would have brought something better to this podcast? I don't know. I thought it was a pretty fun, amazing podcast. Thanks, dude.
0: (laughs) I'm happy you enjoyed it. You can't think of anything I could have added. I can think of a question. I'm sure I can think of one that might add a little more value. Do you want to ask it? Sure. Um, You guys said... That you were struggling with getting money uh, to raise money. You're a butcher shop. Um, <laughs> kind of a how, shop. Yeah. How did you? How did you uh, find that money? What was your what creative ways did you come up with the money to open your your butcher shop? It wasn't that creative. Yeah, we just asked.
1: We went around and begged family members, and finally a few of them decided that uh, they would uh, toss a little money at us because they believed believed in the vision we had they believed in our work ethic luckily to start up a butcher shop is not as expensive as say a restaurant or something grander or greater so we were able to just ask a few people that believed in us and and i like to think we didn't disappoint them
0: no we we, (laughs) definitely have not
2: we put a lot of work into it i mean when when we would throw on our 75 dollar suits and walk into uh a big-time bank with this, you know, business plan of a butcher shop and the way it was going to break down and tell them how we were going to do whole animals. And, you know, if they weren't going to be able to always get a filet, they very kindly asked us to leave. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, honestly, we once again, it, it, I mean, I guess the whole premise of the butcher shop is I'm like,
1: man, family,
2: <laughs>
0: start not this, giving
1: yeah. up. And just keep on keeping on. Yeah. yeah, it
0: kind of it reminds me back to the best piece of advice you guys just mentioned, uh, Chris. With your vision, you had your vision, you stuck with it, and James with your ability just to keep on going and just to keep pushing and to not quit. And uh, that's what exactly what you guys did, and look where you are today. You're uh, living your dream. So uh, thank you so much uh, for being guests today on my show. You guys are great. Uh, let's wrap it up. I wrap it up with um, letting you guys call somebody out in the industry. Who's one person you admire and think would make a great contribution to the show? Andy Hayes? Mm-hmm. Andy Hayes is a good example. Kevin. I, oh yeah, Kevin. Kevin Oots down in
1: uh, Atlanta from the Spotted Trotter. He's a good friend of ours. He's doing great things. He's uh, about to just come up here and spend a week with us to <laughs> learn a little
2: bit of breakdown. even rode to the processing facilities with us and picked up uh, all the meat and you know, got his knife uh, bloody as well, and he's opening a, a whole animal restaurant, butcher shop, charcuterie place in Atlanta now. He's in, he's insane, awesome,
1: dude, and he's a really fun guy to have a drink with.
0: Great. Well, uh, you said it was Kevin? Kevin Oots. Kevin Oots. 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 <laughs> I'm coming after you, man. And uh, if you guys could help me connect with him, I'd be extremely grateful. And this is your chance to give yourself a pitch. How can we connect with you? Um, if anybody's out in the Nashville area and you listen to this podcast and uh, you know working out at a butcher shop sounds like something you might want to do, tell us the best way to connect. And uh, Our uh,
1: whole animal butcher shop here in Nashville, Tennessee. We have two locations, one on the east side 501 Gallatin Avenue, one on the west side at 4816 Charlotte. Our website is www.prbutcher.com. You can follow us on Twitter or Facebook at prbutcher, And our Instagram is at PR Butcher. You can follow us and see all the fun, crazy antics we get ourselves into.
0: Awesome. Great. Well, thank you guys so much. Uh, your advice and your knowledge, mm-hmm. I mean, it was great. There's no reason to uh, suspect that there isn't going to be great things coming from you in the future. So thank you for everything and uh, keep in touch.
1: Absolutely. Thank you, man.
0: No problem. Well, there you have it. Another awesome episode from uh, two incredible guests, uh, James and Chris, you guys rocked. Thank you so much for your time. Um, Like always, I like to just reflect on every episode and what what really stood out to me in this episode. Um, Well, I'll start first. They, they're really good, their website. I just wanted to commend their website. And whenever a restaurant brings their team members into that first impression, which is the website, and you get a feel for not just the food and the atmosphere, but the people, the relationships you'll likely make when you go to this restaurant, it's it's really powerful. And sometimes people forget that it's that relationship and uh, that human uh, encounter that what it's really, in my opinion, what brings people back. So if you can get that human uh, connection right from the beginning, it's extremely powerful. And they do a great job. Uh, I'll have show, uh, links to their website in the show notes. Just check it out, episode 51. And if you're sitting at home right now or at your restaurant thinking to yourself, "Oh man, my website could probably be a little bit better. Don't worry, I mean it's 2014, it's not as expensive as it used to be, I have a great episode dedicated to this, Uh, just go to Restaurant Unstoppable slash 39, I have a great interview with Brian Castle, uh, founder of Restaurant Engine, and uh, he can get you up and running with a brand new website, Uh, it's $122 just to get started, and then as little as $49 a month, and this is the best part. They teach you how to do it on your own, so eventually you can be self-sufficient, and uh, it's it's more easy nowadays to operate a website than it ever has been, and really, I believe you can do it, and he can show you how, uh, so just check out that episode, 39, and uh, it's a great way to get started and to make some improvements. Additionally, uh, we talked about how... Um, we talked about how James and Chris educate their guests. Today, it's really important that we explain to our guests why some of uh, the indie restaurants, our services are might be more expensive than the chains. And it's because it's higher quality, uh, provide good quality meat, good quality produce uh, to source locally we can't do it as inexpensively, but that money, that extra money they're spending is going back to their community and it reinforces the community. It, uh, increases the middle, uh, class and all these things and how important it is. The food you're putting into your body, our guests, our customers, they need to know about this. And to create that tribe around your restaurant of, uh, people of evangelists, uh, who want to support you, you need to educate them and, uh, James and uh, Chris do a great job explaining how important that is, and that just really stood out to me, and um, it's, it's good stuff, so we can all learn from that, too. And uh, this is the last thought uh, that I want to reflect on before I let you guys go. Uh, our guests today, Chris and James, talk about having a clear vision and knowing what you want and working for it, but they also say you have to be ready to uh, change and adapt and pivot at any moment to be successful and to adapt to what it is your uh, guests need, and you can see that with their story. They first they started as a caterer, and then they noticed uh, that there was a need, a pain in the in their community that wasn't being met or uh, remedied. And that pain was there wasn't a good butcher that sourced locally whole cuts of meat. So they went and they filled that they filled that void and they met that pain and they helped their their community up by providing that service. And um, th- that wasn't their original plan, but they saw an opportunity and they and they took it. And what this really reminds me of is uh, The Lean Startup by Eric Reese. And it's a book I suggest anybody looking to open a restaurant uh, reads. It basically teaches you how to bootstrap a business and how to uh, adapt and pivot and uh, look for opportunities and to constantly be improving on your uh, lean, minimal, or your minimal viable product, which is your most basic concept of a restaurant, in our case, and then just to adapt it and to uh, make it uh, tailor-made to fit the demands and needs of your, your guests. Um, it's really not about restaurants. It's about a lean business, but a restaurant is, is should be and typically is a very lean um, bootstrapped operation. So yeah, a great book I recommend. Again, that book is Lean Startup by Eric Ries. I'll have a, a link to that book in the show notes, but what Chris and James suggests is exactly what they talk about in that book and uh, if you guys haven't picked up that book uh, I think it's right up your alley you might enjoy it and um, if you guys want to check out any of the books we talk about don't forget just go to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable and you can get your free version and uh, you'll be helping me out because I'm an affiliate of Audible and every time you guys go through Audible to get a book um, it A percentage of that uh sale goes to me and uh you have no idea how grateful I would be because it helps me out so much uh investing in this project uh and providing this content to you and I can't do it without your support so in advance thank you all so very much uh from the bottom of my heart uh any support you can give me is much appreciated and that's all i have for you today Uh, i hope you enjoyed today's episode i know it resonated with me and i hope it resonated with you until next time peace out